I don't think I'll ever be a grown-up. What? It's a concept. I'm a Peter Pan of... Do you feel like we get louder every time we push record? Like something changes or is that just... I think it's the psychological (laughs) aspect of it. I'm like, three, two, one, on air! And then it's like, boom, lights. In the studio. Sound. Action. The studio of Brooke's living room. My living room. Drinking wine out of straws just like we started. We really always come back to that. Um... Wearing the same dress. Yeah, we literally, sh- I showed up and we're wearing different colored versions of identical dresses. I think that yours is from ASOS. It is. Mine's from Urban Outfitters. I was going to guess that. <laughs> it, you can tell by the style, honestly, <laughs> of both of them. <laughs> I've never had yep. much success at ASOS. Really? I find what I, what I do is just go into the sales section mm-hmm. and just go kind of crazy because stuff is so cheap and it's I, free returns. I get overwhelmed by it, honestly. I do it once every six months. I remember it exists and get really excited mm-hmm. and get like five things and keep two of them. Whoa. So over time, I've collected a few staples. They yeah. make good dresses for me. Yeah. I love dresses. Well, if you haven't, we have the opposite body types. But we wear all the same clothes, apparently. Yeah, that's true. That's weird. It is. It's amazing how universal the body can be. The body. The body. The human body. because we're all part of the one universe. The one human-verse. Yep. There are more things than humans in the universe. Human-universe. Don't think I don't know that. (laughs) What is even a human? What is it? Welcome to philosophy talk. (laughs) I I took a philosophy class freshman year of college, fall quarter, and I dropped it so fast. Oh, I took a terrible one. I hated it. Allison, my best friend and freshman year roommate, and I took it, and our professor was so hot. We stayed in it three extra weeks. Oh, I had the opposite. And we Just were because like, of the professor? He was so hot. We felt like we were disappointing him so much. We saw him like in the student union, and we're like, oh, we can't look at Garth Hoff. Garth Hoff knows. Like, he obviously didn't like, <laughs> have any concept of who we were. Like We were freshmen in his like, 101 class, but he was like so hot. But I just couldn't fuck with the idea of like, is there a chair here? I was just going to say the class that I took mm-hmm. was philosophy of the internet, which sounds interesting. That sounds interesting. It was entirely about Second Life, which is the computer program that you build entire worlds out of that Dwight is obsessed with on The Office. <laughs> and he... Like a roller coaster tycoon, but life? Kind of, but you build everything. It was very confusing and I never got the hang of it. And he was like a celebrity. We watched a documentary that he was in, which is why we watched it. But it's a he's very the guy. Lockhart of him. He's the guy who there were uh, assault allegations against. Of course there were. Yes, of course there were. He was that that professor, that philosophy professor. Also, Chet Hayes was in this class, mm-hmm. and did the classic Chet Hayes move where he emailed us all the day before the final and said, "Does anyone have the book, or could I pay someone to write this paper?" <laughs> <laughs> I had a perfectly lovely experience with him. The first show I ever worked on at school, he was a part of, and he walked over to me at one day and he goes, "Brookie," I said, "Yeah." Uh huh. He goes, "You smell divine." divine i said mark, it's a big word for chet hayes mark jacobs daisy thank you very much <laughs> classic a real classic um what a pleasant experience he has a kid now what yeah he had a he i think got sober but his girlfriend had a baby <gasps> crazy you can down take the drugs out of chet hayes but you, you can't, can't take, take the baby the out child. of his girlfriend <laughs> oh my god yeah. Oh, yeah chester marlin i know who knew me you did. I did. It was me. Yeah, he, we loved each other. There's a really funny picture of the two of us from that experience. I'm so glad that exists. Oh, but when I was, I, I brought Cheeto Puffs for Bridget today because it's her favorite snack. That's true. They're my weakness. And I also have an affinity for Cheetos Puffs. Um, and there's a video that I have um, from high school where I'm crossfaded for the first time. Wow. So I'm drunk and high. And there are Cheetos involved? Uh-huh. Oh my god. Specifically Cheeto Puffs. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's such versatile Cheeto Puffs. Sex in the city. That's my favorite part. Cheetos. <laughs> she pops one in her mouth and crunches it. Cheetos. So that, um, since I saw you last, no, this isn't true. I was there for it. Since we last put out a podcast, you had a 
birthday and a birthday party. I had a birthday and a birthday party. We escaped the room. We escaped the room so <laughs> With fucking 17 hard. 17 minutes to spare. Brooke was, guys, Brooke was <laughs> so stressed about this. She did it with her cast last summer. <laughs> And they did not escape the room. So the stakes were high and it was her birthday. And to quote her at lunch on her birthday when she met me, if we don't escape the room tonight, I'm going to go from 25 to 5 so fast. (laughs) But she didn't have to. We had 17 minutes to spare. Also, killed it. I met Bridget for lunch. I got a free cookie at prep for oh, yeah. dabbing. She like joke dabbed in the store and they all loved her. And I said, it's her birthday. And they were like, everything's on us. It was pretty cool. It was fun. I had a really, I really, really leaned into birthday week. And it was perfect. It was amazing. I had a flywheel class that was like dedicated to me. And we, <laughs> I forgot, we did the cool down oh to gosh. cats. Yes, of course. Because the whole, the uh, soundtrack was tailored for Brooke. It was a really fun class, but cooling down, even I can acknowledge that cooling down to to cats is weird. It was so stupid. Memory. But it was so Brooke. Oh my God, it was so funny. I just can't believe, and I still can't believe that something that going into my 25th year, that something that people is so- The whole world associates with you. Is my unadulterated love of the Broadway musical Cats, which yeah, is something that is. hasn't been true for longer than a year. Nope. Um, but I had but some, boy, is it true? Boy, is it true? And boy, did people make funny things about it. Some incredible posts. Um, Amber, friend of the podcast, Amber. She's going to be on soon. She made a, uh, she photoshopped me into a cat. It was amazing. It's remarkable. I couldn't. To be clear, not just any cat, a Broadway's own cat. Yeah. Mr. Mistoffelees. I know. I know. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I just want to make it clear. In case. The cat that I would be probably the probably. clever one who likes right. to perform magic tricks. Of course. The gay cat. The Presto, that's Mr. Pistoles. Oh wow! Um. Anyway, I had an amazing birthday, and there's more to come because I. <laughs> oh yeah, Bridget. I know. I keep remembering this. I got Brooke and well, and me, but I got Brooke got me a, a, an amazing manicure for my birthday that we went to together. So I got us um couples massages, which come with complimentary champagne, and we're really excited. To be clear, this will be the second couples massage I've done in the past five months. In let's in the. Three months with people who are not my significant other. Uh, excuse me. It's true. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm Bridget kidding. and Kyle technically together. Actually, both of us. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. Hi, Bridget. Hi, Brooke. Welcome to Splat. The podcast where me, Bridget. And me, Brooke. Talk about sex in the city. Ten years younger. <laughs> and 20 years later, she nailed it. I am so red right now. Oh. Now that I've told myself that I'm going to mess it up, I will never be able to do it. But you just did it. Yeah. A very positive think. Come on. Namaste. You're right. Just you're what right. I meant. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, Welcome to Splat, everyone. Mm. It's so good to have you here with us. We literally, today Brooke texted me, it's so crazy that we have a <laughs> podcast. I was like, it really is. But we do it because it's, it's su- super fun for us. But like, we love knowing that there are people involved on the other end. Hi. Hi. And this is a a big one. Is it? I don't think it's a big it's one. It's not a big one, but there's a lot to say about it. You guys, 1999, I guess. I now, guess. Was, or, a, yeah. was a hard, a weird time for like discussing issues. And it, again, as this show does, in some ways you are cringing. And then in some ways it's, there's some stuff that's amazing that it's happening on screen. Yeah. A lot of, you're, you spend half the time being like, why are we making light of this? Yeah. And half the time being like, yes. Oh, this is real. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, I think, the thing that keeps the show balanced, I suppose. But it's so interesting to watch. I haven't checked in now. with you in a minute about, like, how you're feeling about the show in general now that we have entered season two. Right. Well, I guess it's crazy because I feel like we're deep in it. But this is literally episode two of season two. But I, I already feel... Like it's going deeper in some ways, mm-hmm. just in terms of plot and th- like through lines uh, yeah, and, and friendship. Is, and Samantha has had a boyfriend for more than one episode. Which feels big because that... Well, because it's Samantha, but it's the right. first, other than Skipper, um, this is the and first big. one other than Carrie who's right. had a... Right. Um, so this episode is 202. Here we go. The Awful Truth. The Awful Truth. And it, it's almost Carrie's birthday. I know. How old is she turning? I think 32, maybe. Probably. Oh, this made me think. We have to... Um, I want to know when all their birthdays are. And Agnes, friend of the pod, sweet Agnes, texted me the other day that she and her friends were looking up all of their 
horoscopes and I'm so curious. Oh. Anyway, we meet a friend of Carrie's who's in a relationship okay, with okay, an okay. extraordinarily yelly man. Abusive. Abusive, straight up. I wrote, this is abuse four times through this episode. So her name is Susan Sharon. My question is, it's like, is a, her it's name, like Jordan Thomas. Is her name Susan-Sharon Susan last name? Or is it oh. Susan last name Sharon? Because why would she, because she calls her Susan Sharon to her face where I'm like, maybe her name. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I was like, oh, Susan Sharon's just like a maybe weird Maybe it was name. her middle name or something but and I, she just goes by it. But I think that because Carrie goes, oh, Susan Sharon. And I was like, there's, I'm oh. never like, oh, oh Bridget, Bridget McNamara. McNamara. Right, you wouldn't do that. Except maybe like But it's a once. TV show, you know, and it's written. I, I my instinct was that it was her last name. I thought it was so funny, but well, it might not be. Carrie's just like Susan Sharon married a mean man, and he's yelling at her about CDs, which made me laugh. I mean, he's yelling at her, and it's not funny at all because throughout the episode, I mean, there's no discussion or resolution of this, and it's straight up abuse. But in the beginning, what he's upset about is that she's put she's put his Natalie Imbruglia CD <laughs> into the wrong case, which I just love the the shout out. It also made me I think like to imagine this man listening to Torn of that of the I'm that friend I'm torn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm already sleeping. Yes, um, I. It reminded me of the episode of Friends where Chandler is trying to put the CDs back and he has like four copies of Annie. Mm. Oh, that's funny. This isn't a podcast about Friends. It's not. It never has been, never will be. So Carrie's out with Susan Sharon and Susan Sharon's telling her about getting drunk and falling asleep on a plane until she had to be slapped awake by the flight attendant. Because she's on so many pills and so much alcohol because of her abusive husband. Literally, he's he is. It's And it is never once addressed. It's sort of addressed, but not for the right reasons. No. no. And more, the, the end of this episode is infuriating. It's really fucked up. So it's almost Carrie's birthday. And so she goes back to Susan Sharon's apartment, who, because I can't not call her this. Susan Sharon has <laughs> uh, a present for her, but immediately is like, we can't talk. My husband's asleep. But they're drunk and they've been hanging. And, and Susan, <laughs> this is cute. She gives Susan Sharon gives her a cashmere sweater. Oh, Susan Sharon does distribution for a cashmere, an Italian cashmere sportswear company. Oh. Because if you're rich, you work out in cashmere. Oh, because you like discomfort. She gives her a cashmere scarf, right? Yes, which is I just assumed it was a scarf because she, she says it is. She smells it. Carrie also was like dressed like a little, and I don't love this outfit because it's like. The skirt goes so far up to her boobs. That's like all you can look at. Right. Her boobs. It's a very, it's a style choice. It's like sure. very 50s. Well, she, it's funny. Cause she's like, I won't, you know, don't tell me how much. Cause Susan Sharon's about to. And then she says $900. And Carrie's like, would you mind if, um, I actually returned it? I'm a little short on cash. And they're like, ah, <laughs> the idea is, of returning cashmere. Right. But, um, he comes running out in his like robe. The like, husband. He's like the dad in Peter Pan, like yeah. angry, like oh my cufflinks. <laughs> and then when they're fighting, when when so Carrie ends up leaving the apartment. They have this visceral and like, so, fight and like very awkward so for awkwardly. Carrie. Like how do you deal with that? Well, like, and as she's leaving, he goes, "Get the fuck out of my apartment!" Like he's yelling about being on London time, and he has to be up to like, trade. And it's like when you're like, I mean, the only way I can compare it to because like is when you're like 15. And you're at your friend's house and they start getting yelled at by their parents. Oh, yes, exactly. Or you like see your friend's parents fighting. Yes. It's just that like, kind of feeling. And Carrie's trying to leave and Susan Sharon wants her to stay, probably because she doesn't want to suffer abuse alone. Abuse, excuse me. Abuse. Not just one, there are many in this. Abuses. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. You're but he, as, as she's leaving, there's a shot of him. And Susan Sharon yelling at each other. But every and time he's literally, he has to go up on his toes and he like throws his arms behind him like a little boy swinging punches. Yeah. I mean, like talked about this with Gabe a little bit last week. Um, about how good was Gabe? Gabe's the best. Isn't Gabe the best? Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know. It's just like they make light of some things that like. Right. They had a real opportunity here, I think, to sort of like dig in. To, to address to, to the storyline. It's really abuse. irresponsible. Yes. It's a very irresponsible episode in whole. Look at him on his toes yelling I know, at her. It's so funny. So Carrie goes home and she's immediately called by Susan Sharon. But she does this weird thing where she says, 
she questions this him is so foreplay. Yeah, she wonders. Like, she questions. She does her Carrie thing about whether that's just their form of foreplay, which is so fucked up. And it's also not the first time that Carrie. It's not just that the show doesn't address anything. It's like, what does this say about a character like Carrie who watched those videos that her modelizer friend made yeah. of women and like watches this and doesn't have any reaction to it except totally. We- I mean, you, you, you know, in your gut when you're watching something that's off or that doesn't make sense. And for Carrie to come out of this, she also and not always it, makes it about herself, right? To not address it is one thing, but to be like, was that their crazy form of foreplay is just the opposite of anything that it should be. And then, uh, yeah. And then Susan Sharon calls. And she's so apologetic and embarrassed. And she, okay, here's they, the here's the thing though. It was really it, the reason it was so crazy that the husband was yelling at her too partially was because it was only his rule is that they can't have visitors past 9 p.m. It's not like Carrie. It was 3 a.m. and they were drunk in there. That's because he's on London time. He's on London time, but she's not allowed to have anyone in their and house she's or like, talk or. This was like the end of the line for her, so she asks Carrie if she should leave him or not. And Carrie feels like she's been sort of put in a pickle. And she says, well, maybe if things don't change. And Susan Sharon says, they haven't. So do you think I should leave him? Which does put Carrie in a very uncomfortable position because, and which the ladies then talk about. Especially when you're not author, you know, you're not, you're just a friend. You know, you can't be responsible for someone. It's one thing if Carrie was like actually concerned and trying to get her out of it. Well, I was going to ask, what would you do? I think, I don't, I... I think that's a hard question to ask at this point because mm-hmm. I I like to think or hope that I would have had a different reaction immediately leaving. Right. That would have you're not you can't say own. something in front of No, but I feel like we're this is like a very delicate conversation. It is, well it really is. I mean it's super delicate and it's also it's so I mean part of what this episode does show, I guess, is that it's it can be really hard to extricate yourself from a situation mm-hmm. like this. I mean there's no I it abuse is is never the fault of the person it's happening to but no. that doesn't mean you know that it, it's not difficult to leave that it's not complicated that it's not there you know your life is tied up in it mm-hmm. and so it's really intense to ask someone else to make that decision someone for who's you. not in it I don't know I think because I think I would offer support to say I think I would say you know I can't make this for you but I want to help you work through this you know yeah. can I help you talk to someone can I help yeah. you and x y do you want to spend a night at my house do you want to well right um but all three ladies are kind of like no don't get involved in the man's world yeah also this is the first time in this episode isn't it that now Tony winner fresh Tony winner Oh, Cynthia Nixon. Cynthia Nixon. Is on screen. She's beautiful and she hasn't done another Tony. It's so exciting. Almost and 20 years later, she's still in the biz being beautiful and inspiring. She's the best. I'm so proud of her. So they haven't, at this brunch, they're kind of like the thesis topic that they end up doing their four thoughts on is about whether or not you should lie to your partner. Yeah. Is there, are there things that we... Oh, wait. First, we learned that Miranda's dating someone. Miranda's been dating someone. A guy she met in line at a food cart. And here is our sexual problem of the episode. Well, there's multiple because Samantha's still dealing with James' right. small dick. Right. Mm-hmm. Here is the new kinky problem of this episode. Dirty talk. Dirty talk. Miranda's boyfriend, man, um, is super into it. Super into dirty talk. And Miranda's just like... Not. not and she says this very funny thing about um well everyone everyone has their things you know right samantha's like this is how i say it charlotte does this really cute thing where she's like sometimes men just need to hear a little encouragement such as you know yes duh, that's right uh-huh don't stop just like that come on fucker don't stop right and she like takes a bite of yeah food. everyone's like no Mayoi? expression change no it's really funny but Miranda's having a hard time with it because she she feels like she's putting it on and acting. So they're t- they're having you know they're doing their dirty talk talk and each of them has a perspective on it. And Carrie's like, "What do you mean, Miranda? You're always completely m- mute." She's like, "Oh oh yeah." Orgasm alert! You know I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come. But that's because you know I'm gonna come. Anything else feels like make. Miranda's just like so fact based. Like she's so cold emotionally 
she's well it's funny I so I hang on I'm curious what are your thoughts on dirty talk um I think in a certain situation in the right mood Mm -hmm. totally I don't think every single time I think there's a time and a place yeah um I think the more comfortable I am with someone the more likely I am to do it I definitely don't like become this like vixen like immediately I definitely like have that right like side of me right but it doesn't come out immediately well the other thing I think is when you're in a a more long-term relationship I don't it doesn't feel so much like dirty talk as just like I mean dirty talk to me feels specific and it's like what this guy does obsessively which is kind of just focused on exactly what's happening and I Mm -hmm. think you just become better communicators perhaps I think the like thing that they're describing where it's like I'm going to describe what I'm doing to you and what I like to do to you and what right. you like to do to me. It's very immediate and it's like part of the sex. Versus like, but like in a way that isn't like, ugh. I think what you're talking about is like being communicative about what feels like it's yeah. sort of the reverse. Yeah. As opposed to like using it as like a method of like turning on the other person as a means of like getting your yourself. I agree. Satisfied. I was just, I was just responding to your, you saying like, down the road in a relationship sometimes you're more comfortable doing it but because that's what that means that's what that made me think of but yours you I mean it specifically in like terms this. of cool. this that's what I was clarifying but I think I agree with Miranda in that it feels very performative to me mm-hmm. except it depends I have been with someone who really doesn't like it and I've been with someone who really wanted it and asked for it and I like being asked to do things because I like knowing someone's into something so I can kind of, I think time and place is right because, yeah. you know, it, it, people want all kinds of things. I mean, there are people, I've talked with people who like to just like talk during sex. Well, that's, oh yeah. Not like have a conversation like what right. the day is, but like. It's constantly. Like banter becomes, like translates over to sex. What's overwhelming about this guy is that he straight up just doesn't shut his mouth. Yeah. And it's all just like, you're so this and you feel so good and you're so mad. Which is, I think, why Miranda's overwhelmed. It's understandable. Like, he's, it's not like a little bit of dirty talk. It's so fun, the things that people like. It feels a little porny to me. The like, you like that? Do you like that? And I think often to women, feeling porny isn't like hot necessarily. There's a fine line between like fun and feeling porny. Well, because porn isn't really made for women to enjoy or. No you know, really recognize them. But I also like (laughs) the first time that I slept with someone, we were like having sex and he's just like, (laughs) he was like, good girl, good girl. Uh, And I stopped and I was like, don't do that. Please don't do that. That is funny. It's really funny. Um, Okay. To segue out of our raunchy, raunchy sex lives. Um, my question is... Okay, so now we're getting into this question of lies that that we said was coming a little bit. Are there things in a relationship we can never say? And we do cut to interviews with randos, and this is... This, I think, applies to all kinds of relationships. Friendships, because there's one woman who's like, I hated the woman my friend got, uh, is marrying. While the randos are talking. So the one thing they did say at breakfast mm-hmm. was Charlotte starts talking about this and how she thinks honesty and communication, which is something Charlotte has said before, that she thinks you should be honest and straightforward. And I love, and she's that way in this episode too. She's so blunt sometimes. Yeah. But Samantha says, I strongly disagree i think all relationships are built on lies because she's living in a relationship that's it's a little on the nose for the plot of it Mm -hmm. but i I was going to ask you like do you think fundamentally in a relationship like are there are there things that you keep to yourself or do you think or do you think it's healthy to i mean i i I mean yeah there are no absolutes and that's what this show does is they all offer an absolute so we're always like yeah somewhere in the middle yes i i do i um i do too i think that it's there are like not big things not big i mean it's hard it's hard to say because like i've been confronted there's like some things that like it depends on the person trying to take it too deep for this show (laughs) no we gotta we gotta go full throttle you're right though i i yeah um I mean, like, I'm trying to generalize I, it. In that case, yeah, I agree for sure. I just think that, like, there, there's uh, no reason to Kristen be... Kristen Bell said this really nice thing 
that I'm going to try to look up. Sure. That her therapist told her. Oh, I like that. Um, I love a therapist's advice. Something I think about often is um, uh, as a rule of thumb for like things about another person, if it's not something that they can fix, this is more like physical. If it's mm-hmm. not something they can fix in 10 seconds, don't tell, don't ever say anything to them about it. If it's about physical appearance, you know, like if it's not something that's fixable immediately, like you have something in your teeth, you know, or like, then why would you open your mouth? It's like honesty without tact is cruelty. Mm. Mm. Oh, I like that. Something like that. I'm, I'm misquoting it a minute. I think it's, I think it is an interesting idea though, of the way that we maybe protect our partners because you know, like what are you getting out of it? And that's, and that's what Samantha struggles with is at what point is it so detrimental to her to not say anything? I just think that that is, I think while important to Samantha, like that is a more superficial thing. Definitely. I think that there was a tactful way for her to talk to him about that issue. Oh, I mean, it happens terribly. And the one that ends up happening. But I think that like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of my relationships. Um, I don't, not white lies, but I think, yeah. Well, so I was going to, when I was talking about the like big picture, you know, is it, do you ever keep things from a, a real intimate partner? Mm-hmm. I think, I think I say y- yes, sometimes with the caveat that not if it's a, not if it has to do with your relationship, sure. if it's about you, like, of course you have autonomy and there's no, yeah. just cause you're with someone doesn't obligate you to sh- And also uh, when it's our age, the more you share with someone when there's a real possibility that, you know, they're not going to be the forever person, person, you're opening yourself up to a lot of, you know, when they, they know everything or they, you know, if yeah. you, there's it's no that parts me to a you lot still in, in like relationships in general, because like, I'm like very much an open book. Like, yes, me too. I will like tell whomever anything. This is a thing we share actually. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's, it's come to bite me in the ass more in friendships than it has in relationships. Mm-hmm. Cause I'll feel really close to someone because I've like opened up to them and then they will end up like not because it was you opening up to them. And then, and like there was no guarantee of sometimes they'll open up, but they'll do something and I'll be like, well, that friendship was sort of fleeting but I, they now know all these things about me. Mm-hmm. And there are certain things about myself that I do not share with people. Right. And then, like, to when I do share them, like, it is an indication of trust that is not. Right. Like. I'm an open book that goes really deep. But mm-hmm. there are, there there's a level I'm at like the bottom. I like warm peace. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Still chugging. Still chugging. I read like a hundred pages this weekend. Nice. I'm almost halfway done. In between st- drinking. I didn't drink really the last two days. That's nice. Just hanging by the pool. Yeah. Drinking in the sun. Well, there you go. Anyway. Anyway. So Carrie sees Sharon the next day. Nope. Susan Sharon. Susan Sharon. They're in a candy store. And Are Susan they in a candy store? Sh- I, Sharon, I think it's a fancy chocolate store. They've been shopping in shoes and Sharon. Shoes and Sharon. Shoes Sharon has so many. There's so many snacks. Well, she's eating and she's talking about how she's decided to leave her husband. And she asks Carrie if she can stay at her house just that night, which of course it's not going to just be that night. No. And Carrie's like, "Oh, I was of like, course, this is going to come to because, bite Carrie in well, the ass. because Carrie feels guilty because Susan Sharon says, "I never would have done this if it hadn't been for you." And then picks up a chocolate, looks at it, and puts it back down on the pile of chocolates people are eating. Really, I didn't notice yeah. that. Who does that? Susan. <laughs> Susan Sharon. Ooh, also, there's an interesting moment when Sharon is talking about leaving her husband. Where Susan. Sh- Susan Sharon. I'm just. I can't. Like Susan, 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 her name Susan, is Susan. Susan is talking to Carrie about leaving her husband and how he, you know, screamed at her and told her that he'd be ma- remarried in a year and she'd never find someone. And Carrie says, I didn't have the heart to tell her he was probably right. Yeah, Which is like, she's, because, well, hell? I think what they're setting up, they're, they're starting to set up to what an eventually ends up happening in this episode right. with her is that she never shuts up. Right. So they're implying that she later, I'm giving a spoiler, but they imply that she needs this. This yeller to like control to, to her. Keep her to shut up. It the levels of fucked up here are beyond just portraying something and not discussing it. Like it's it's a it's a bad storyline, actively um, bad. So we cut to a more positive part of the episode because Charlotte arrives home to her beautiful her new boy. Henry, her beautiful her Henry. new the new man in her life, 
The dog. The dog. Henry the dog. It's a cute dog. It's a really cute dog. So, small dick James. Small dick James. Clearly SDJ. knows something's wrong. He's like, you don't love me. And she's like. It's not you, it's me. But also, I'm fine. So, <laughs> so he's like, let's go see this therapist. Yes. And Carrie says. Samantha dreaded the shrink the way most people feared the dentist. And I have this radical theory mm-hmm. that Samantha's low-key super depressed. Because this is not the first time that Carrie's been like, Samantha and her, all of her issues, or Samantha and her like... Or Samantha and her crippling insecurity, which we never talked about before or after. Like, why does Samantha fear the shrink? I'm like really interested in digging into that. I was just like, Samantha is low-key super depressed. She hates the therapist. Like, most people hate the dentist. She like has... They'll do to her like insecurities or like the idea that like everyone is lying to her. Like, if if you go back and you listen to the views that samantha has on things like samantha's like fucked pessimistic up. and fucked up yeah which honestly i mean i i like that we can explore a real complicated character i think ultimately that's what's good here but it does make me a little bit sad only because samantha's the one who has all this power and autonomy well, we think that she's the liberated independent right. one and it's just like if the point of this is that all of that is a sham that makes me a little bit because she has insecurity upset. and all she insecurity wants to do is please men and but her yeah. whole thing is always being submissive to the man no you can't right. fuck in front of a man no you can't yeah you lie you yeah so speaking of lying to men she refuses to tell him what's wrong um dirty talk boy is what's his name do you even get his name i don't think we do he's a veterinarian who she meets in line um organic organic as hell um so now miranda miranda's gonna try miranda works through this and this is the best part of this episode because she just at first she's hesitant she like rolls him over and so she's on top because she kind of hopes she'll just shut him up i think and he's like and he's like aunt tell me more tell me more big rock yes a hard Rock. A big, hard rock. Oh, oh, yeah. A sausage. So she finally just gets goofy and into it, and she's, like, calling his dick a sausage, which is hilarious. I wrote Tony Ward winner Cynthia Nixon. <laughs> she just, like, repeats the same words really over funny. and over and over again. And it's so But she's working funny. through it, and then she's kind of, I she mean, at this point, it. well, and at this point, it's just, it's just a hilarious monologue. It's so When we come funny. back to them, it's even better, but... I love um, her. I think she's She so found funny. it difficult to shut up. A big, a big throw. <laughs> anyway. Rock hard sausage. <laughs> it's pretty funny. I just like can't imagine like saying it's a sausage and then wanting it inside of me no. except in my mouth. Right, right, right. Which, like, you know, that could be helpful. So Susan Sharon and Carrie go over to meet Susan Sharon looks like, dog. like a knockoff Elizabeth Moss. Yes. Also a knockoff um, uh, the, the rival in Legally Blonde. Oh, uh, Salma Blair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the dog is already giving. I said, please don't be rude about this dog. True to form, he's inconsistent, selfish, and stubborn because he's disappointing all of Charlotte's expectations. I'm like, Charlotte, get the Charlotte, stick out of your ass. You got a dog, and if you weren't ready for that responsibility, you should not have gotten a fucking dog. Charlotte. Charlotte. Charlotte, don't get a dog. <laughs> Charlotte, don't get a dog. But... um. Susan Sharon's like, Harry, do you think I made a mistake? And the dog barks at her. Bites her. Henry. 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 Sorry. That's funny. Harry. That I called him Harry. Yeah. <laughs> why? I won't tell you. Harry Styles? No. You guys will know why it's funny that Bridget called. Oh, I know why it's funny. She marries him. Brooke's face <laughs> is so upset. <laughs> I know. I shouldn't have said anything. Yep. I would have forgotten fully. So Carrie arrives home in her bedazzled robe. I need a robe. I need a bed, a boudoir robe. <laughs> what every woman's missing. A boudoir. Best wishes on your birthday. She gets a note from, guess who? Knock, Yours knock, who's there? truly. There's no, you're like, who else? I mean, what else? Brigjit. It's Brig, it's Bigjit. Bigjit. <laughs> I need a Bigjit singer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good one, good one. Bigjit spinner. Bidget. Let's keep going with this bit. This big bit. Big, big, big. Big sends her roses and a fucking card that says best wishes for your birthday. Because he's not going to put his name because God forbid we know what that yeah. is. Yeah. So they all go to breakfast and this, they're inside and Charlotte has the dog. Like on her lap. And he's digging into her purse and stuff and she's so frustrated but she doesn't move her purse or it's anything. Like, it's just like you're setting this poor dog up for failure. He's put, a puppy. Put that dog in a little dog bag. Come on. Come on. Or like guys get a sidewalk seat. 
Although, who knows what season it is, ever, as Gabe pointed out. Sarah Jessica Parker would look great with a bob. I bet she gets one. She does get one. She's got it at some point. She definitely had one in real life at some point. Um, oh, so Charlotte goes in this whole thing about how this is the grand gesture, how in every romantic, every breakup, mm-hmm. um, if, if you're meant to be with them, if you're like meant to see them again, there will be a, a grand gesture. And Samantha and Miranda, to their credit, cause same are like, this is a grand gesture. It's 12 roses and a thing that says best wishes. Expensive, expensive roses, apparently. Right, right. And then the dog is causing issues. So Charlotte's like, we're going to go home. I don't know. Carrie's like, it's more like a vague gesture, which isn't wrong. No, it's not. But it's definitely a gesture to keep her interested. You know, it's like the leaning in and putting his hand on her shoulder and telling her she's never looked better. Have you ever received a grand gesture? Um, nothing huge. I got sent roses this year out of the blue that surprised me that made me really happy. They literally sat on my desk and I assumed they were like I was going to have to deliver them to someone or something. And then someone was like, oh, no, those came for you. <laughs> I was like, what? That little Pam. I know. Um, I've never had. No, nothing quite like this, though. Quite like this, like getting sent flowers. That's exactly oh, that's what exa- <laughs> I, I mean, nothing sex in the city grand gesture, you know, oh, mm-hmm. or like nothing post breakup, really. Someone offered last year to pay for a ticket for me to stay longer. And I went, <laughs> that was grand gesture. It didn't happen. And for good reason but yeah that was grand that is grand have you i have been surprised like before mm. like in city mm. i don't respond well to surprises <laughs> i like should be like oh my god right. i was like it's overwhelming i was like as hell. you motherfucker yeah 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 um carrie decides to call big and thank him <laughs> carrie does decide to call big and, thank and then him. she accidentally invites him to her party that night which isn't a party I also it turns out it's like five of them at I a restaurant up, she's like hey it's me yeah, and he knows. Carrie? Yeah. <laughs> he also answers the phone and says, yeah. Which is just like, <laughs> like oh, in, um, that's who you are? Like in, um, that's it's like, like finding out someone doesn't tip. Making a murderer. Oh, my God. Hello? 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 Yeah. Yeah? Yep. Hello? Yeah. Um, so, sorry. Um, first of all, Samantha and James are in therapy. I just want to say how much I love therapy. Second time that therapy has been on stage. In, on stage. Sorry, well, whatever. In 14 curtain episodes. Up, curtain up on therapy. And she's so resistant to it, but I love this therapist. She's on this web series that I like. This therapist also says, she says to Samantha, Samantha's like, I just haven't been feeling that sexual. And the therapist is like, you know, for a lot of women, they don't achieve orgasm when they're having penetrative sex anyway. And it's nothing to be ashamed of, which is true. It's (laughs) true. It's something that a lot of people don't know. It's something that makes people, I think, feel bad on both ends of, on any end of the spectrum. But it's true. A lot of women don't. And I was like, 1998, nine, in a therapist's office, having saying something like that on screen to a bunch of young women watching it is cool as fuck to me. Yeah, it is cool. I didn't think about that. Yeah. That's telling a bunch of women that it's okay. That, that it's okay that they don't necessarily, or that, you know, that sex doesn't have to work the way it's supposed to, you know, that there's no, like, if you don't come, you're broken, and it's not good, or it can't be fun, or... Yeah. And for the same side, that takes pressure off, because I feel like men often... Like, if they can't make a woman come with their dick, it's a failure. And I just don't think that's true. Fuck those dicks. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Anyway, this oh, leads this to is this so terrible. Funny. It's so stupid. <laughs> it's so dumb. So they're like, time's up. And then James, they're like, next time, same time next week. And Samantha's like, you I know what? I can't do this again. Your penis is too small. It doesn't. And it just... It, it can't. And, and I can't. And it's... It's just too damn small. Did you ever stop to think that maybe your vagina's too big? And Samantha does this whole monologue, which is honestly true. I have a couple of thoughts about this. Like, like it's fucking fourth grade recess. Yes, exactly. My first thought was, every single guy who they ever confront or come to or is like a one-night stand for the in terms of the episode you know as a one episode stand turns into a huge monster monster when they're confronted by whatever this is granted i mean you know she's literally like your dick's too small for me and they're in a real loving relationship literally can't do anything but my second thought was the fundamental misunderstanding of how biology and anatomy works vaginas don't they're just that being too big or like stretching out is such a juvenile also like you push a baby out of there you think it she can't take a dick 
That's what they're designed for that. That's what he's saying. Right. That it's too stretched out. And that's what I'm saying. A fundamental misunderstanding of biology, anatomy. Vaginas don't get stretched out. <laughs> they're is designed. It? Well, I mean, they if get... you really birth a baby, but they're, a dick is not going to do it. Oh, they're no. designed to stretch so big that babies can come out of them. Your dick, I don't care how big it is, is not going to stretch a vagina out. That is literally not how anatomy works. My dick. PSA. Personally. <laughs> that's true. Destroys vaginas. That's true. <laughs> Brooke's dick destroys vaginas. The rest of them, not a chance on hell. No, only me. Mm -hmm. what if that was your superpower destroying vaginas it's kind of a sad superpower i hate it yeah it's over i hate this bit (laughs) yep (laughs) anyway i apologize my apologies team we we come back to miranda like in her like sometimes she reminds me of sid from toy story (laughs) a little bit with her hair no offense tony ward well she's also just been having some this time she gets sweaty Finally. Finally. I love sweating during sex. That's so satisfying. But they're so cute. It is. Did you know that a really good sex, like aerobic sex, can be the same? The calorie burn is five miles. Damn. I believe that, though. Me too. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Fun facts with Brooke. <laughs> nice. You want to know another fun fact? Yes. Blind chameleons can still change colors to match their surroundings. Wow, that's beautiful. Isn't that crazy? I used to be obsessed with animal facts. I have a whole trove of them. Animal facts and blonde jokes. We'll talk about them later. I have whole... You want to know my favorite one? But I'm a blonde. Are you, I was too until I was 13, remember? So fourth grade me knew hundreds of them. My favorite one? Probably still. So a blonde walks into a library. And she goes up to the librarian and she says, Hi, can I have a large Coke and fries, please? And the librarian says, Oh, I'm sorry, miss. This is a library. And the blonde goes, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Can I have a large Coke and fries, please? <laughs> good one why would she order the coke first and not the fries because she's probably a tiny cheerleader just so for stereotyping coke is the meal i love the coke and i love fries um anyway back so miranda's like i can't believe i've never said cock before i love this it's such a satisfying word and they're laughing and he's like tell me more what you liked they get really into it going through this whole litany of things that she'd said and he's egging her on and she says and you loved it when i put a finger in your ass and he's like nope deal breaker bye and he, so she repeats it, thinking he didn't hear her, and he shuts the hell down. She's like, "What? You do like it when I put it?" Which pipe. is also, yeah, very funny, and I think something that a lot of straight men, in particular, still have a lot of trouble addressing if they ever come around to it is that they like things in their butts. Bodies are designed to feel good that way. I know. Anyway, <laughs> again, so we're at Carrie's birthday party. Yeah, we Happy are. birthday, Carrie. Which isn't really a party. It's like five people. It's at dinner. It's a dinner. So it's crazier that Big shows up because it's really just her friends. Oh, also, when, when they were on the phone. Sorry. No, it's okay. When they were on the phone, um, Carrie. <laughs> invites <laughs> him. <laughs> Carrie invites him. He's like, well, I was going to do something tonight. And she's like, oh, that's okay. No, don't come. Don't come. And he was like, well, maybe I could stop by after. And she's like, okay, yeah, you can come. So she assumes that he's on a date. But then she shows up with Jack. The guy he who, shows up, yeah. He shows up with Jack, the guy from season one. Right. Where she, like, they kept being on dates at the same time. But I said this because Carrie's talking about how he's going to bring his beautiful date and she orders a double vodka on the rocks. Go, girl. Which, of course, Carrie drinks vodka. Of course. Of course. The list on a, the the, list on a color. Yeah, but also just the worst one to drink straight. Mm. No question. Um, But Carrie keeps talking about this date and I was like, it's not a date. He never said it was a date. And she sh- he shows up with Jack, which is exciting. Carrie freaks out. And she out. gives Jack this like really weird big hug. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, lucky me you're here. But then Big sits at this table and basically gets a lap dance yeah, from no. multiple belly dancers. They're at a uh, Moroccan, right? Is it Moroccan? Yeah. A Moroccan restaurant. And Susan Sharon is like talking Jack's ear off, like making a play, talking about her husband. She won't stop talking. She just won't stop. She won't stop. She won't and stop. And he, he says goes, to her... Don't you ever shut the fuck up? And in that moment, Carrie voiceovers. She misses her husband. Because she's is, a victim of abuse. Yes. And the absolute last place to take this. First of all, this man she doesn't know tells her to shut the fuck up. And her response to that is... I miss my husband miss who my tells husband me to who shut yells the fuck at up. Me. So... Charlotte goes home to find Disaster Town. And Henry has decimated the apartment. And pooped everywhere and, <laughs> and has torn everything apart. Carrie says something really funny about how, like... He's shat on everything. Just like all her the men in life. her life. Yeah. That he's shat on everything. And, of course, this episode ends with Big mm. and Carrie. What? Speaking of butts. 
Uh-huh. Tell me more. We find out that Stanford also doesn't like kids oh, in his yes. butt. And I wrote, Stanford's a top. Stanford's a top. <laughs> me too. <laughs> he tells them and then he's like, uh, I know I that's know, surprising. A surprise. <laughs> yeah, sweet Stanford's there. You guys. It's good to see him for a minute. I love Stanford. Um, That's all. That's all I got. But then <laughs> they end up on the street. Big and Carrier somehow left the party alone together. Surprise, surprise. And this has happened to me, though. I, you know yeah. what? Actually, I did break up with my boyfriend. And then in a mom, within the month, within the month, had a housewarming party. And I invited him. Whoa. And you know who was the last person to leave? Him. The next day. Because we slept together. That breakup sex. Yeah, but then hey. that like lingered for like a very yeah. long time. Yeah. But, but it's, it's like. You, well, he, they both clearly. It's not over. It's not over. And Big opens his dumb ass fucking mouth and tells her, he, he well, he offers her cab, to give her a ride and then he offers her cab fare and she says, no, 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 no. And then he says, well, good, because I think I stuck all my 20s in that belly dancer's crotch, which there are maybe jokes to be made there. Which, like, isn't it nice when you your ex proves to be like, th- you like are glad you broke up with them because they're asses? No. Yeah. They both laugh about it. And then she says, earlier in the episode, she'd wondered if the one thing she could never say to Big about him was that he was wrong. That or he that could, he could never sorry, say. Sorry, you're totally right. That he could never say to her was that he was wrong. And so she, the, her button on this episode is the one thing she could never say to him is that she's not over him. And it's clear they both are. And it's clear there's more to come. But worst part of this whole episode is... Oh, I forgot. The button on the Sharon... On the Simon Sharon story. Susan Sharon. <laughs> Simon. Simon. Where did Where'd that, that come, come from? <laughs> Just another. So so Charlotte gets rid of the doc and gives it to Susan Sharon. And that's what saves their marriage because now the husband yells, shut the fuck up. At the dog. At the dog. Which is just the most true. I mean, in the reaction. Sorry, not in the reaction. In it's the aftermath like of everything that's happened. It's supposed to be like cutesy and all they needed was something. And they're happy on the couch laughing and they'd never admit the dog saved their marriage. And then he yells at the dog, which is just like so fundamentally simplified and flawed and doesn't address a single fucking thing. Not to mention, if you actually are watching that, it's a story of someone like going back to their abuser with absolutely no input from the people around yeah, her. It's really sad. And, like, encouragement from the people around her, Yeah, honestly. to do it. And that she would never find anyone else. Yeah. Literally, that the only person who would ever take her was yeah, she realized that terrible because, person. Yeah. So, all in all, not my favorite not messaging-wise. Favorite. Like, pretty... This was the first where I was, like... I've had a lot of distaste about Carrie, you know, or in the Modelizer episode. I really... That was so yucky, but... Yeah. This one, man, that storyline, especially because I don't it was think like this a is Carrie's friend. fault necessarily no, as much no. as the other one, because I do think Carrie like did encourage her to leave. Yeah. And it's a hard, which is such position. a hard thing. And I think that like, you know, I, I don't think that Carrie is necessarily at fault. No, I would agree. I, I think, think it's that this is just bad writing in this episode. Bad writing and th- bad, not even just the actual writing of it but then the negative space it's just that super you create this is you, just super dated this would never fly today never. it's never. another thing to add to that list that you, you know that would yeah not ever be on tv like this ever never never ever never ever and miranda goes out on a limb and does a thing and yes then she's miranda charlotte's herself she does she charlotte's herself and i'm so proud of her but it doesn't go well yeah it's sad for her man um who did you resonate most with this episode? Mm, honestly, maybe Miranda. Because that arc, I don't know. I feel, I don't know. She reminded me a lot of myself in this episode of like p- thought patterns I've had. and Yeah. But I laughed because I was like, this might be the most Brooke has ever been like Charlotte. Just because Charlotte's That's getting what a I dog. That's what I was going to say. Oh. I was like, I'm Charlotte I because I down. get a dog. Yeah. I'm Except getting... you would never give the dog away and you would actually know how to take care of it and you would not expect well, it to yeah, be I, your boyfriend. I wouldn't. Yeah. A dog is not a boyfriend. No. But I also definitely resonated with the big aspect of Carrie. Yeah. And the like. Not being able to let go. Breakups no. are hard. Yeah, they're just hard. They're just really, really hard. Unless you're like, no, even when you're on the like. Poof. Unless you're a, a dick who didn't want to be with the person, you know, in that yeah. case. But I don't think that's in the realm of what we're talking about no significant relationship breakups are hard yeah um i just like don't like this episode i had no oh the one thing i do even though i didn't love the episode 
I do feel like we're in a different era of the show in the way that it's the through lines. Like I kind of, you know, when you asked me at the beginning, mm-hmm. check in, I do think I feel uh, rather than that I'm watching an episode at a time, I feel now that I'm watching more of a through and line yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's good. And I think that continues too. Yeah. Um, what do you think is the most of all of the things that happened in this episode? Like, is there anything you think that like is the most relevant to today? Like, what do you think, like, could still be on a TV show today? I really don't think very much. Miranda's, I think Miranda's could have taken place today. Yeah. And it would be the exact same. Like, that could have happened on Girls or on Broad totally. City. Absolutely. Uh, you know, the dirty talk quandary and then the finger in the butt quandary. Well, the like version of that, that is, like, pegging. Right, right. Yeah. On Broad City. That happens, yeah. Oh, oh amazing. <laughs> what else are you um, listening to, reading, watching? I just read Americana by Chimamanda <gasps> Ngozi Adichie, so which good. I love. I had I actually gave it to my sister because I had read a short story collection by her, which is absolutely magnificent, called The Thing Around Your Neck. And then I had been kind of in a book funk. You know, I haven't been reading, and I picked it up, and 15 minutes in was like, oh, thank God, I'm going to read this straight through, and I'm not going to stop, and I just can't. It's such a gorgeous it's book. It's a good book. And I'm waiting to read A Little Life, which you gave me. My friend just texted me because he finished it, and we looked oh. But I've binged a bunch of TV. What have you binged? In like the last three weeks, I went through all of Veep, all of House of Cards, all of Riverdale, Riverdale. which I love. We haven't even talked about it yet. I love KJ. I have so many thoughts and feelings. I followed him. I'm obsessed with him. His Instagram is so. I watched a video with him (laughs) that my friend sent me and had totally. You mentioned it in passing, and I'd forgotten his accent. Okay, he's from New Zealand. Remember, I was telling you he's so funny on Instagram at at KJ Appa. If you somehow find this podcast. We love you. Tell us how, first of all, because that'd be amazing. At KJ Apple. Also, we love you. <laughs> At KJ Apple. Um, I think he's just so silly. He loves to take, like, zoom, quick zooms of people sleeping. Uh, funny. And he's just a goob, and I appreciate that about him. Um, Me? Yeah. What have you been listening, reading, watching? Oh, my God. Well, if you forgot, I'm reading War, War and, and Peace. Peace. You're watching one of my all-time favorites for the first time, which I'm obsessed with. I'm watching Chuck. Um, next week I'm house sit- I'm dog sitting for the lovely Anna Nogueira and she does not have the Apple TV that I have that has Chuck. So you so have to binge it before then? <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I'll but try. No. But no, I think I'm going to do House of Cards. Oh, have you not? I've done, I'm in the middle of the fourth season, the third, oh, like yeah. the last season and I gave up. So I'm just going to commit. I did too. That and I like watched the first like 20 minutes of Orange is the New Black. I don't know if I'm going to watch this new season even. Really? I'm probably going to, but I'm going to wait. I don't like to watch things when everybody watches things. And then podcast wise, just my favorite murder right now, just catching up. I have so many I love. I was just listening to DeRay's new podcast, Through Crooked Media with Katy Perry, which was very interesting. I got sad because I was supposed to go to Bonnaroo, as I've talked about, but I ended up not going, which I ended up having a beautiful weekend and had a good birthday week. But that's a retrograde, the podcast that mm-hmm. I love. They were there. Oh. Um, and I was like, I was like, ugh. You could have <laughs> met them. I could have met them. I love them so much. Yeah, you do. They have you an assistant, them. though. We, we should get an assistant. <laughs> Definitely. And we need a Steven. Yes, we do. If you're looking. If anyone wants to come and hang out with us and help us produce shit. We would love to have you. Honestly. Um, Okay. Anyway. Bridget. Yes. How may I, how could once find Steve on social media? Well, I exist permanently and (laughs) constantly on Twitter. Um, This is Burt Macklin. And I'm on Instagram at BridgetM37. What about you, my love? I'm on Twitter at Brooke underscore Wiseman and Instagram as just Brooke Wiseman, no underscore. Um, and I dabble on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> My fave. I still don't have one. I'm so. going to delete mine because I get emails. I'm like, no one needs to know that I'm working nope. at the front desk at Flywheel or auditioning. Also... I forgot we have our own thing. Oh, my goodness. Collectively, we are at Splat, Splat Podcast. Podcast everywhere, which is just two places. And nope, three. Gmail. Yeah. Gmail us. We love the emails. Please They're send us an email. Please re- review, rate, subscribe. I tried to say them all at the same time. Review, scribe. Rate, describe. Rave, bribe. You can talk about my beautiful diction and... My beautiful dick. <laughs> hey. Good night. Bye. <laughs>